Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Jay Helms, founder of this podcast and movement known as the W2 Capitalist. Today's episode, we're chatting it up with Matt Four, a triathlete, an investor, a regional sales director, and one of the top 10 IT firms in the world, not just in the U.S., in the world. He's a highly motivated, results-driven sales leader with 12-plus years of technology sales at, Ford, at a Fortune 50 company, strategic analytical thinker, and what I'm most excited to talk about is his investing in his REI workout. But before we get into today's episode, huge shout out to Luke. Luke just left us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It says, he says, solid show for anyone who's working a W-2 and looking to invest. Luke, Luke, thank you for leaving us our rating and review. I know it only took you about two minutes to do, and I am forever grateful for that because it's going to help this show get into the ears of others. So thank you, Luke. Really do appreciate that. All right, guys, I'm going to shorten this up because you guys have heard me week in and week out for the past almost year talk about Mark Willis in the bank on yourself concept. A lot of you, I am super impressed how many of you are actually taking action on this and signing up and talking to Mark. And you guys can do that by going to W2 Capitalist. If you haven't done it yet, you can go to w2capitalist.com forward slash bank. Find out more about the bank on yourself concept. Matter of fact, I just had Mark on. So if you if this is your first time hearing and listening to the Dib2 Capitalist podcast, go back, listen to episode number 131, I believe it is, and then skip to the last episode we just did, last week's episode 159. You're going to get a 101 crash course in bank on yourself back on episode 131. And then on 159, last week's episode, it's a 201, go a little bit deeper. But the main point is if you want to become your own banker and find out a way to fund your own real estate transactions and not worry about whatever the bank's going to tell you, whatever document the bank's going to ask for, the place to go is to w2capitalist.com forward slash bank. Set up time to talk with Mark Willis at Lake Growth Financial. He is my certified financial planner. I'm doing this exact same concept. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking to you about it. It is incredible, incredible, incredible momentum that we have on being becoming our own bank. All right, enough of that. Let's get into today's episode with Mr. Matt Thor. capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W-2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I am fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Excited about this. Uh, I want to apologize. I'm going to show, just be transparent here. I screwed up. I was sitting in the wrong Zoom room like a rookie here, and you messaged me like, hey, man, are we still on? I'm like, oh, not again, because you and I are supposed to talk on Friday and I had to reschedule it and uh, because it wasn't on my calendar. You're a technology guy. I have a technology background. But we can both already within just the last five days, we know who the better technologist is, right? And it's not me. So welcome to the show. Thank you for being here and helping keeping me accountable. Um, guy from Nashville, Tennessee, right? You've got some, you've got some in real estate investing. You're but you're wildly successful at your W-2. So I want to dive in a little bit about that. But let's talk. I want to talk about football for a minute. Uh-oh. So I noticed you're a big Vols fan. Yeah. Right. And I I gotta say, uh, was it what's the name of the stadium? I would totally just Neyland. Neyland. Yeah. Uh, one of the best college experiences I've ever been to was it was held at that. Now it was Auburn. Auburn was there, and I forget the year. I don't want to. I don't really care about showing my age. I, I'm even doing that now because I can't remember the year that it <laughs> happened. But me and a few buddies, we went up there for the weekend. We it was a nighttime game, right? Well, by eight o'clock, we're, we're rolling out of bed. We're getting going. It probably went eight o'clock. Probably felt like eight o'clock. It was probably closer to 10, 10, 11. We wanted to walk around. None of us had ever been to a game in Nashville. And um, by golly, 
everybody at that point in time was already singing good old Rocky Top. Yeah. Matter of fact, yep. when I go back and record the intro, I may try to grab a little piece of that just to give some people uh, insight on what, what's going to happen next, right? But one of the best college experiences I've ever had. Now, Auburn ended up winning. Of in, course. I, well, I actually don't remember that. I don't know who won. <laughs> Probably. It's been a uh, long two decades for the Tennessee faithful fans. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. But – the thing is, though, one of the things I, I love about Tennessee is it helped produce Peyton Manning. And yep. if if more players in the NFL were like Peyton Manning, I would probably still be a fan. And I would probably still be glued to the to the TV on Sundays uh, in the fall. But he he is just one of the most hilarious, just genuine guys. I feel like that comes across uh, a lot of respect for him. Uh, and speaking of competitive guys, you're you're somewhat of a competitive guy yourself. Right. Yeah. Yep. So let's let's dive into that a little bit and then let's transition over how that affects your real estate investing and your W-2 uh, success. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, as you mentioned, I work in technology for the past 10 years. I've been a sales and sales professional at one of the leading technology companies in the world. Uh, in sales, you're always scored against the scoreboard. So you can see every <laughs> single day, every single week, every single quarter where you where you land. And that's uh, that's led me to a pretty competitive streak. In my personal time, I'm also an Ironman athlete. So those are the 2.4-mile swims, 112-mile bikes, 26.2-mile runs. Yes, it's all in a single event. Yes, it's all in a single day. And, and, the thing and yes, I'm going to interrupt you because, yes, that is something I will never do. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing I love about it, Jay, is like when you show up uh, at the starting line of an Ironman, there's no one naturally gifted to go that kind of distance, right? I mean, right. you just you just – <laughs> mentally have to be stronger than other athletes or you have had, had to put in the time to be better than them. So a lot of my uh, work philosophies and a lot of my investing philosophies come around consistency. And Ironman has really just taught me, even if you don't feel it like this morning, I wasn't feeling it, but laced up the shoes, got an hour workout in. It wasn't the best workout, but it's that consistent effort that compounds over time, just like investing. Yeah, and I, I love the – there's a line by uh, Jocko Willing, and, and I'm going to butcher the hell out of it, but it's basically he's talking about uh, you don't feel like going and working out. You don't feel like going and putting the reps. You go anyway, right? Yep. Basically, it's even – and this is one thing, because I struggle with working out, uh, especially at this chapter in my life. I, I struggle with doing anything physical <laughs> activity. and and uh, But he says, look, you, you know – you, you go anyway and you, you put in the reps and it's not, it's okay to not have an amazing workout every time you go in there. And that's, that's the thing that was keeping me that, well, that's one of my excuses is if my mindset wasn't correct. And I knew that when I went to work out and I wasn't going to have the perfect workout, right. Or I wasn't going to give it my all that perfectionism would take over and I would just not work out. Right. And I know this same mentality affects real estate investors and aspiring real estate investors. You and a lot of folks who, if you're listening to this, you've never invested in real estate and you're saying, Jay, you still struggle with this. When I look at properties, absolutely. I do. I pass over so many good, good opportunities because it's not perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you're you doing the, the same way. Yeah. You're doing the consistency though. And what I try to tell yeah. people is that the consistency of the activity every day, not just when you feel like yes. it, builds the grit and builds the confidence that you can do something. And, and today, even though I didn't have the best workout, I feel like I got something accomplished and I feel like I'm going towards my goals. So yeah. it really is just about that consistency. And so consistency in real estate is doing something like meeting someone every single day. It's doing something like evaluating a deal every single day. And even if you don't end up perfect, you still got that grit and that muscle and those calluses around that activity. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I love that you mentioned that and you, you put a, t put a little uh, nugget out there. Now, if you're listening to this, I want you to go back and, and I'm going to repeat it for you. You don't have to go back. Is that you're calling somebody every day, right? And I'll give you an example of why this is so huge is that uh, about eight months ago, there's a guy on a mastermind, never, never purchased a property, right? He's, he's, but he's really hungry. And he, he was like, man, how do I get going? So, for every day at lunch, he, he takes 30 minutes to eat and then he does one or two phone calls. Right. And it took him about six months to really start 
generating some, some activity. And, you know, I look at that and the introvert side of me comes out and says, I don't want to, I don't, I, I don't have time for that. I, I, I don't want to do it. I don't have time for it. And I start making all these excuses. So I kind of dug in with him. I was like, tell me, tell me what you're doing. He goes, I call two, two or three people a day, right. On my lunch hour. Basically I'm asking, Hey man, what's up? Anything going on? Uh, and, and the phone calls last for five or 10 minutes. I was like five or 10 minutes. How do you, how do you get anything accomplished? Cause in my mind, I'm thinking we got to get on a zoom. We got to have this whole thing, yep. you know, and, and I've got to be uh, sitting at my desk to the fancy camera everything's got to happen. And he's like, no, man, I'm just making phone calls. And I'm like, yeah. So now he and I are partnering on this deal and we're about to, it's a 16 unit and we're about to close on it here in a couple of weeks. And, and it, so from going from zero deals and just doing that consistency, right. And I'm sure there are days where he's sitting there and lunch being like, man, I've been doing this for five months. I've got no results. Why don't I even want to call anybody, you know, and it's paid off. And now he's, he's pushing me. He's like, Hey, you think we can get three or four more of these before, uh, before the end of the year? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I haven't even thought about that. So thank you for pushing that thought into my brain. But anyway, yeah. consistent. Let, I let, love the consistency piece. Let me tell a story around that because I, I, I do this analogy where I think consistency beats talent over the long run all day, every yeah. day, if you give it long enough, right? And I'm not a huge basketball guy, but I like, I, I think we can all agree Kobe Bryant was one of the best players of all time, right? He is a, a lot of people. Say, I have no idea when it comes to basketball. I, I but I, a lot of people say that and a lot of people agree with it. Sure. Yeah. So, so, uh, 16 time all-star 18 time first team, all MVP, like 30,000 points and five NBA championships. I think it's just phenomenal straight out of high school. He was, he, he was drafted, uh, number 12 in 1996. You know, who else was drafted in 1996? Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson was drafted <laughs> number one, every bit as talented. I grew up in West Virginia, uh, in Virginia, he was in the Piedmont district. Everybody knew about Allen Iverson. He got scholarships to play football and basketball. He was drafted number one. He made so many all-star teams, 25,000 points, et cetera, but he never won a championship. And you know why? Practice. We're talking about <laughs> practice. That's how we remember Allen Iverson is consistently, he didn't want to show up for practice. He just relied on his natural talent. You know, I, this, this is amazes me because I, I don't, follow basketball at, at all haven't for decades right and the one thing i do remember alan iverson now but i i remember him as kind of being a thug who just wanted to who uh caused more uh friction in the in the industry than anything else right and um i don't know if that was the case or not but with you saying he never showed up for practice didn't want to practice Kind of sounds like maybe that was it i don't know did, yeah. did he get in a fight in the crowd or something like this what why am i thinking no, that was the uh, no. Detroit Pistons and all that. And, and, and again, I'm not a basketball guy and I'm not disrespecting Allen Iverson. He is one of the greatest basketball players talent wise to play the game. Yeah. There's just this picture out there with Kobe Bryant with a broken right hand and he's right-handed in the gym playing with his left. And a guy that said consistently, <laughs> I'm going to practice every single day and get better at yeah. my craft. And then Allen Iverson, the year after he lost the NBA championship of Kobe's Lakers, it's talking about practice, not showing up to practice, and the media is all over him for practice. And there were some other factors going on in his life right then, so I don't want to hate on him too much. But at the end of the day, like, you're a great player. You're there, but you don't have the consistency to be excellent. We, we, but we all have stuff going on in our lives, right? And it's what we prioritize, whatnot. And let's, so let's transition that over to uh, practicing as a real estate investor, right? As a W-2 capitalist, because – we all have stuff going on. You know, we're talking about how your work schedule. Uh, I know a little bit about kind of your work schedule. We were talking about your work schedule, talking about my um, connection with your company and how that used to be and, and just the hours that we used to put in, or, or at least I used to put in. But what are some of the things that you found helpful, like you're practicing in real estate investing? Like how, does it, how do you correlate practicing basketball and practicing real estate? Because uh, and, and I'll kind of start us off. One of the things that tremendously helped me is I had somebody tell me, hey, underwrite three properties a day for 90 days. And I'm yep. like, that is ridiculous. How do I do that? How do I have time for this? Started making all these excuses again. Don't have the perfect stuff. And when I first did it, it probably took me hours to do. 
right? And the next day took me hours to do. The next day took me a couple hours to do. And then by the end of that 90th day, I knew if it was the first thing I thought of, where is it located in the city? I can tell you right. I can tell you within two seconds, do I want to look at this or not? Okay. It's, it's in a nice neighborhood, right? Next thing I know is art. Right, what is it renting for? And what is it for sale for? Cause I had that one to 2% rule nailed down. I'd done the math almost 270 times, right? Over that course of that 90 days. And within five minutes, I can typically look at a property and know if it's something I really want to, to digest, right? And really dive into. But what are some of the things that you do as a real estate investor uh, that helps you practice and helps keep you mentally sharp? Yeah, I, I, I love where you're going with that. I tell anybody that's trying to get into real estate is, first of all, first and foremost, run a hundred properties through an analyzer in a specific zip code. And if you want to, you can go to a second zip code as well. At the end of that, you're going to be so efficient at running numbers that that's a good skill to have. And at the very least, you're going to know that zip code better than anyone else and be able to say that street's not great. This street is good. Understanding the, the market and things like that. Even if you don't invest in that specific zip code or those zip codes, you at least understand now what you're looking for in a specific zip code and things like that. So uh, a couple of things that I do every day, I, since I run and bike and things like that, I listen to podcasts every single day. And yeah. you are the, the five people that you surround yourself with, right? And in this virtual world, those five people <laughs> are mostly in your ears from a podcast standpoint. So I think either listening to a podcast every day or reading every day, analyzing a property every day, uh, just to make sure that you're, you're honing those skills. And then last is just build connections. Like, we can talk about it a little bit, but my, my real estate journey really began in the single family space and the duplex and quadplex space. And now I'm shifting more into the multifamily space. And as you scale and grow, what you realize is this is a team sport and not only multifamily, but everything we do these days is a team sport. So if you're not out there reaching out to people, telling them what you're doing, finding gaps in your skill set and people to complement those, then there's that saying out there, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go as a team. Uh, so really reaching out to people every day and having conversations like this, getting to know people, what's their investment philosophy, where are they focused on things like that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, um, so two things, a lot to unpack there. Uh, I want to do a shameless plug real quick. You talk about grab a deal analyzer and one of the, the, the best deal analyzer that I've found, uh, they're also affiliate, uh, or slash sponsor of the show is deal check, right. And dealcheck.io. You can sign up for free, but make sure if you use a paid version uh, to use a promo code W2CAP, it gets 25% off for, for everybody, including you, Matt. Yeah. Anyway, shameless plug over with. But with with the um, talking about getting on a team, right, and building a team, a lot of times I, I kind of struggle for, with that, right? And honestly, the, the guy that I was talking about, the, the guy in the mastermind who his name's Preston, right? And Preston came to me and says, man, how do I get you to mentor me uh, even closer than what we're doing in the mastermind? And I said, man, find some deals and then we'll underwrite them together. And then if it makes sense, you know, I'll tell you if I would go after it. And then if we want to go after it together or whatnot. And ever since he and I started talking, I'm like, all right, this is kind of the injection of adrenaline I needed in my real estate investing. And it's, and if I didn't have him, where would I be? We, I certainly wouldn't be under contract on the, on the 16 unit we're under contract for, but how do you go about finding those people on your team? Right. Or, uh, or even creating a team. Yeah. So one of the things I do is just every podcast I listen to, if they're in Florida technology or Tennessee, <laughs> I to, they're getting they're getting an invite from me, right? Florida because, Technology or Tennessee, they're getting an invite. Yep. They're connected. I love yep. it. I love it. And <laughs> and the reason why is because there's some kind of commonality, right? You're in Florida. Yeah. I'm in Florida. You you used to be in technology. I'm in technology. We're both in real estate, so I know there's commonality. The second thing too, I think, is whenever you reach out to folks, people like Jay have a platform where they're out there sharing their personality, sharing their stories, really uh, helping add value to the community. community. In those kind of conversations, you can pick out little nuggets where you can add value to that person, right? So for instance, I did a Colby score the other day and I'm a high follow through, high fact finder. I am a terrible <laughs> implementer. Uh, so anybody out there that, that wants to get in this space, there's a lot of like details and tactical stuff that I'm just not really good at. And now I've yeah. made it known out there. And if that's something you thrive on, maybe we partner together because you add value to that. So 
The last yeah. thing I would say is um, you do a good job with the masterminding mastermind that you host and things like that. You got to get around people that are going on the same direction as you and care about the same things. And it, it's yeah. always weird for me to jump on a virtual Zoom and see 20 people out there and introduce myself and things like that. But ultimately, those are the folks that you want to be around. And that's where they're hanging out. Go where people are that you want to be a part of and, and, and uh, fit into those conversations and be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned Colby score. What is that? I, I don't know that I've ever heard of that before. Yeah. So a Colby is just like not Kobe Bryant, but Colby, Colby, (laughs) right? How do you spell it? K-O-B-E. And what it is, is a personality assessment. It's it's like this. It's like the uh, ENJTs, whatever. It's just a version of it. So um, they do four different buckets. I think it's fact finding, quick start, which means that you've got a lot of creativity on ideas, but sometimes you uh, start things that maybe aren't the right path and things like that. you smiled when you said that for a what is that what so we're gonna dive into that and this is why i love doing these on and video and audio is i i get to pick up on little things like that but you you started talking about that whole portion of it and then this little smirk came on so are you guilty of that or what, what is that what was that about <laughs> i tend to chase too many rabbits and so i've yeah. got a, a little principles that i try to follow for a successful life successful work successful real estate really and it revolves around four things Clarity, consistency, efficiency, and compounding. And clarity is number one. So I smile because I have been down this journey now for six or seven years, and uh, I get really deep into a note idea for investing, right? And then I start <laughs> planning that out. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, self-storage sounds great. Mobile home parts, and do we flip? Do we wholesale? Do we... So I think knowing where you want to go and where you want to end up, it doesn't have to be crisp crystal clear. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just says something like, you know what? I like my W-2 job and I just want to get involved in real estate. I'm a buy and hold person. Then don't even, you kind of, you take away all the flipping and the wholesaling and things like that. Or if you're like, Hey, I don't like my W-2 and I want to get involved in real estate full-time that opens up different options for you. So I smile because quick start, if you're a high quick start, which means that you've got ideas and you start running with them before it's fully planned out, I would encourage you to sit down and really get good on that clarity phase. Where do you want to go? Why do you want to get there? What would you do if a $10 million showed up in your bank account tomorrow? How would you give back to the community? And ultimately, what do you value in life? Yeah, that's that's amazing. I want to thank you for sharing that. I I know the listeners are really going to appreciate that because um, we all all W-2 capitalists, and I, I very rarely use absolutes, but all W-2 capitalists seem to suffer from that shiny object syndrome. And the most successful ones uh, figure out a way to discipline themselves and say, no, I, I, I need to be a passive real estate investor, or I need to focus on self-storage, or I need to focus on wholesaling. And we're going to wait for the kids to stop screaming in the <laughs> background, and then we're going to pick up. We're going to try to edit this out if I can remember where it is. I'm going to try to talk over them because I don't want to lose the momentum we got here. But so it's the discipline. So how do you, and I am guilty of this. I I do this all the time, especially, so we have over 20 uh, calls a month in the mastermind and I host three a week. And then I have guys who host the rest of them and I'll hop in and listen to them and, and participate in those as well. And I hear what all these folks are doing. I'm like, Oh, I, I want to do this. I want to do what you're doing because you're so excited at like their, their excitement is contagious. And I have to, I have to be very, it took me a long time to figure this out, but like I can, I can go off their excitement and I need to go off. That's the only thing I need to pick up for them. I don't need to pick up their strategy. Cause then I'll like, Oh yeah. I'm, I'm then I'll commit to, I'm going to send out a hundred mailers this week, or I'm going to, you know, campaign to this property. And I'll get on there and I'll do it once and there's no follow-up, there's no consistency and it just lose momentum. And I'm like, oh, that's because you're not disciplined. You, you, you just wasted a bunch of resources to go after this new thing. Get focused, son. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's what I'm telling myself. So how do, how do you stay disciplined with, uh, you, you said you went single family and you're transitioning to multifamily, which is a natural progression for most investors. How are you staying focused on multifamily, especially right now when prices are seemingly out the roof? 
All right, guys, take a break from our conversation with Matt, and I want to invite you to become part of my book launch team. That's right. My high school and college teachers and professors are going to be shocked when they find out I am actually writing a book, and I'm a bit ahead of schedule to have it released, but it's not going to be a success, at least on the scale that I want it to, without your help. So I'm creating a book launch team, and I want to invite you to join it, right? And you may be asking, what is a book launch team? I for some reason, I'm having trouble getting that out. Well, a book launch team is a group of people who get access to the new book before it's released. You're going to get an insider info on the opportunity to provide feedback on the title, subtitle, cover design. We just got back a few different versions of the initial draft of the cover design. It makes it really like, hey, man, this is really coming together. So really, really exciting time. So make sure you, if you want to be part of the book launch team, then let me know, right? And you can do that by going to w2capitalist.com forward slash join my team. The book launch team does a few activities to help the book be successful in the week leading up to the big launch date, right? And these activities include buying a discounted copy, typically around 99 cents, the week before it's quote unquote technically released, right? You're going to write a quick and honest review on Amazon, you're going to share your purchase on social media and tell people about the book. And, and when I say tell people about the book, you're going to tell at least five people in a verbal conversation, right? Not necessarily just something you're going to post on social media. So with that, with you being part of the book launch team, this is going to be a huge success. And we're going to help millions, I hope, I hope millions of people, uh, at least that's the goal, to become a real estate investor, to become W2 Capitalist, to officially become W2 Capitalist. So if you want to join me there, go to w2capitalist.com forward slash join my team. It's all one word. And uh, let's get this book launched. All right. But now let's get back to the episode with Matt. Yeah. So <laughs> quick, let me, um, a point I'd like to make on the clarity phase is that we tend to think that decisions are binary. They're one, right or left, one or zero, yes or no. And what I try to overemphasize here is I think they're more complex than that. I think decisions are interwoven because if you decide to take a right instead of a left, your options for things start to get more limited. And all of a sudden, people end up lost because they make a right decision and then a right decision and a right decision, and they're down a path where they didn't even want to be in, in the beginning. So ultimately, clarity is about where do you want to be? And, and for me, we didn't really get into it, but I, uh, I got into real estate because I was supposed to get a life-changing commission check at a company I used to work for. And I, I'm not going to say the number. I've never said the number, but in technology sales, we landed a $10 million net new customer. And so I wow. got very wide-eyed on what I was going to do with that and things like that. Long story short, you I won the call. lottery, man. You're you're already you bought your ticket. You were you were about to cash that thing, and then, yep. I and then I got a call from my VP at the time, the week of Christmas, that said you're not going to get that check. And it's not the company I work for today. It was a previous company, just to be very clear. And that really got me understanding that at any point in a W two work environment or working for someone else, they have the power over your financial future. And I want to be very intentional with my life and give back to the causes that I care about, pursue the things that I want to pursue. So for me, it was all about how do I find cash flowing, generating assets that appreciate over time that offer some kind of tax benefit. And Jay, I'm going to be honest, I am really upset at myself for all the people that made a ton of money off of Dogecoin. Right. I, 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 I know that I had the capital to deploy in something like that. I kind of saw the trend come in, things like that. But ultimately, clarity is about knowing what to say no to, not yeah. so much knowing what you're going to say yes to. And for me, yeah. I just didn't understand Dogecoin. I understand Bitcoin and at a, at a high level, but not at a deep level. I don't understand the drivers. And most importantly, it doesn't produce cash flow. And if I were going to be very intentional with my life and where I want to devote my time and my causes and, and, and things like that, I need cash flow. And so that's ultimately what led me down to getting clear on where I want to go in real estate. I, I love it. I, uh, I, I have bitten off on the crypto bug. I've seen, I'm like you, right? When, when I first started coming up, I was like, I'm not going to get into this. I'm not going to do this. But I'm going to rewind uh, four years ago, uh, longer than that now probably six years ago, had a boss of mine who had bought into Bitcoin. 
Uh, he had somebody approach me, him at the early stages went, you know, I don't know what the price of it was when it came out, but it was like six months old. And he put like, I don't know, maybe 50 grand into it. Whoa. Dude, he's, he's riding, he's riding very Whoa. well. He, he did some very good stuff. And then, so I started talking to him. I was like, Hey man, what's, what's the next Bitcoin? He told me I didn't move on it. And it was Litcoin at the time. And I didn't move on it. And it was 80 bucks uh, a coin. Then like two months afterwards, it was like 320. And uh, I think now it's closer to 400. So I'm, I am, this has happened a couple of times now. Dogecoin, I had somebody come to me and says, Hey, you need to buy Doge. This was when it was eight cents. Uh, he said, you need to buy Doge. You need to buy a ton of it. I was like, man, that, it's, it's a crypto based off of a, a meme of a dog. It was named after a dog, yeah. the Doge dog. And I was like, I'm not doing that. That's, that's stupid. So yeah. now that is the third time that somebody has told me you need to look at crypto. And for me, I, I, one of my core principles is if it happens once it's an anomaly, if it happened to uh, second time is a pattern, third time's a trend. Yep. Hey, you, you manage to the trends, you pay attention to the patterns, patterns, right? So I, I am making some moves with crypto now. Matter of fact, after we get done with this, I've got to make a phone call to get some money transferred <laughs> to make a bigger stake. Cause I think it's one of those things that's going to be around for a while. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I'm at that point where I need to do some riskier stuff. And I think this, this is it. So anyway, uh, getting way off topic here. Uh, one of the things that I want to circle back around as soon as I remember it, because I'm so focused, right? Talking about being distracted on my number three kids screaming in the background. So if you guys can hear that, I apologize. This is kind of day in the life of trying to run a business from home, right? Mm -hmm. If you got kids, uh, there was something you said there that really sparked my interest. I thought I wrote it down. Um, I will come back to it. We'll come back to it if it brings up. One of the things I want to talk about from Oh, it was, it was about your, uh, how your boss came to you and said, Hey, you're not going to get this life changing money. Right. I, I would love to know more specifics around that. Like, and, and you, unfortunately you have a story to tell that, um, should resonate with a lot of folks. Your story is you're not in control as much as you want to at your W2, you're not in control. Just like I was not in control a year ago when I got laid off. Right. My sales team we had hit our, you know, we had kind of a screwed up compensation package where we actually had a ceiling on what we could earn, right? We hit that ceiling four out of the last six months, you know? And they're like, oh, we got to lay some people off. There's this whole COVID thing coming on. We were cybersecurity. We help people employ remote tools. Tell me why you don't think there's an outlook when people are being forced to work from home. You've made us all work from home. How does this not mean that we're not hiring, you know, and, and it, for whatever reason it happened, but it just reminded me and I was so thankful that I was not one of the 10%, uh, you know, the entire from the entire company, 10% of the folks were laid off on the first round. There was a subsequent rounds, but everybody called me, like, man, what are you going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to, how, you know, is your resume up today? I was like, I'm not, I'm done. I am done with this crap. We've here, you know, we've been investing, you know, I'm an investor. Uh, we've been investing for six years and I we're, we've got a pretty good cushion. We've got a good runway. I'm going to focus on this and uh, best thing that's ever happened to me. Right. Was, was that. So, what I, so I'm gen, I'm curious. This really has nothing to do with real estate investing. I think there's a lot of uh, bullying that goes on in corporate America, and the, the the VPs of the world and the executive teams, they know how to threaten and push and not be very transparent or whatever. And most of the time, it's out for them, and they're not willing to go to bat for you uh, as the employee. Um, I, I'm just curious on why you didn't get any of that that money, right? Like, what was the what was the reasoning behind that? Yeah. So again, to be clear, this isn't the company I work for today, but um, yeah. basically every big company and every sales position has out there that they can renegotiate your quota and, it, and all that kind of stuff. Anytime. The account you're aligned to at any time, at any point and all that kind of stuff. And um, most big companies that I've seen have a process. Like if you hit this or if you at the bottom end, or if you hit this at the top end, then it goes into a review process. I think, I wish I had an answer for you, Jay. I know that, um, my my situation went under a review. I was a part of the team there. What upset me the most there is that I got paid two cents on the dollar 
This other person <laughs> got paid the full amount. This other person got paid 50 cents on a dollar. So everyone was treated different at that point. But to your point, I mean, over, overall, I could take a Fortune 50 company to the courts and try to battle it out as an individual, or I could suck it up and take it. And pain, you have two responses to pain. You can say, woe is me, and this is going to uh, you know, destroy my life for, the, for whatever, or it set me off on a course that's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. I've gotten to meet people like you. I've gotten to meet other people. I got invested and found that passion in real estate. Um, and ultimately, I know that for me, when March 2020 happened, I saw lots of people around me have nice houses, nice watches, nice cars, nice boats, nice shoes, nice things like that. And they saw their equity portfolio take a dip of 40% and they were all worried, right? Because people were left and right and, and different companies were getting let go and they lost all their portfolio, stock portfolios that they were going to live on. And that's when I realized how comforting and how more intentional I was able to show up in my life because I had cash coming in. Now, yeah. to be clear, I wasn't going to buy a mansion and live <laughs> on a private island with that cash, right? But at the end of the day, I, got, I built myself to a position where at least my food and my housing would be taken care of. And for me to be able to show up more intentionally and say, I'm not going to take that six o'clock PM meeting on a Friday. I'm going to go hang out with my friends, or in your case, your family and things like that is one intentionality. Right. Another intentionality is not having to worry about saying the wrong thing to the wrong person at the wrong time at a big company. And then the next kind of shift, yeah. you get lost, right? So um, I would just encourage people to think about one of your questions that we were talking about beforehand is how did you get over that hurdle to invest in real estate? And I mean, for me, it was pretty easy. I had just lost a lot of money, not out of my <laughs> own control. So if I lost $40,000 on a down payment or something went wrong with that property, shoot, that was the easiest thing that came up. So I, I want to touch on this a little bit because part of my story where I got started as well was I went through an acquisition, you know, technology companies buy each other a lot, uh, you know, and we went through an acquisition on the company I was a principal at and it went absolutely horrible. But we got sucked up into the bigger company. I was no longer uh, a voice of influence, or whatnot. But I had to deal with all the fallout because I was, um, I was account manager of sorts, and you know that's kind of what sparked me. Uh, part of what sparked me into getting all right. I'm not going to be in this situation ever again. I'm, I'm going to go. We're gonna, how do people build wealth? How do you know? And then I found rich dad, poor dad, and all this other stuff. And sounds like you have a very similar story. You had an event at your W two pushed you to go this way, right? And sometimes it's a very emotional push because it just is, right? Because you and I both take pride in what we do and we get frustrated because our upper management does not listen to us. And when they don't consistently listen to us, then, uh, and things keep going the way that we know they're going to go and they don't listen to us, then it's our fault, right? And I, for the longest time convinced was I was not, and I still struggle with this, that I was not a very good communicator. Right. And I've had to tell people, no, what, what are you talking about? You're, you, you are very good communicators. Like there's certain situations in my life, most of them in corporate America where I felt like I was not doing my job. So for those folks who are out there who are aspiring and want to invest in real estate, but they can't, they don't really have that emotional push yet, right? How, how can you and I encourage them to say, guys, don't wait until you're kind of backed into a corner and try to figure out how to fight. Go ahead and start taking some action, right? Go ahead and get into the gym and start taking those reps. What is something we can, we, you and I can message, we can come up together and say, move, take action. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, um, I don't know if I have a great answer, but I'll, I'll go off of some of the pieces that I talk about with people in the clarity phase is, you know, if I said, Jay, you got $10 million in your bank account tomorrow, chances are, if you're even listening to this show, you wouldn't go to Vegas and put it all on red, right? <laughs> but I, I would also bet that if you're listening to this show, that you wouldn't go onto a beach and sip my ties all day, right? So maybe I for a ask, little bit, maybe let's be transparent, maybe for a little bit, we're going to go and, and do that for yeah. just a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, but I would ask, you know, how would you spend your time? Who are the people you would spend it to? What are the causes you would volunteer to and things like that? And hopefully that you can start tying your vision of where you really want your life to be towards your financial goals and how finance fits into that. 
The main thing I want to overemphasize with people that are just getting started is think about your bills and how can you invest in something that pays for a bill? So if you have like a hundred dollar cell phone bill, for instance, can you just put $10,000 into something that produces a 10% return each, each month? And all of a sudden now you can pay for that phone bill. I'm really trying to shift some of the people that I know's mindset around you're not trying to be a billionaire by doing this. You just want to yeah. pick one bill at a time and invest money in an asset that will pay for that bill. And ultimately, if it's real estate, that, that asset will appreciate over time. So when it's time to come and get that money back out, it'll be more than what you, uh, what you put in it. So you have a bill paid for and an appreciating asset. I would, I would encourage people to think about where they want to be three, five, 20 years from now. What does that look like? And then start very small. Take your smallest bill and find yeah. something that you can invest in that will pay for that bill. Back to kind of this circles back around. It doesn't have to be perfect. Your workout doesn't have to be perfect. Your first investment doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to pay for some recurring bill that you have. Uh, yeah. Because at the end, once, once you get ready to uh, exit that property, you're going, if you invest in the right type of assets, because there are assets out there that don't appreciate, but if you invest in the right type of asset, then, or a certain type of asset, I should say, uh, there is no right or wrong in that, in that world, but the, a certain type of asset appreciates, then you're going to have your cake and icing and you're going to be able to eat all of it. You know what I mean? Yep. So yep. Um, it's, it goes back to the saying, get going and then get good. Like for a lot of people, <laughs> they just need to get going and not worry about it. I tell friends all the time. If you invest in real estate in your first deal and you don't lose money, that is a milestone beyond belief because I know a lot of people, Jay, a lot of people who have never invested in a deal. And I know a lot of people that have invested in a lot of deals. I don't know a single person that's only invested in one deal, right? <laughs> so once they do one deal, they'll start seeing the benefits of it. They can show up more intentionally in their life and their family and things like in their it. community and things like that. So. I, it is definitely, uh, it's definitely an addiction, whether you lose money on the first, it was the second, second deal, second or third deal that we lost money on. Yeah. And, uh, it was not, it was 10, 10 grand. It was not insurmountable, but, uh, very cool. Matt, I've enjoyed talking with you. Uh, one thing I want to mention before people get out of here, and I hope that I have this website up because a lot of what before this airs, I, I'm going to focus on it today. Matter of fact, but this won't come out for a couple of weeks is we talked a lot about, you know, why people want to real, invest in real estate, why should they want to invest in real estate? And the biggest thing, and a lot of people start with, well, I want the money, right? And it's not just about the money. Don't want to challenge you to go to w2capitalist.com forward slash why, just W-H-Y. Maybe I may make it discover your why. Maybe I'll do both. Make it easy, right? But Basically, there's questions on there. It's not, I'm not going to ask you for your email address or anything like that. It's just if there's a questionnaire you're going to go through. And at the end of it, if you don't have an aha moment, you can send me an email, jay at w2capitalist.com. We'll get on a call and we'll figure out why you should be investing in real estate because it's, it's a huge, when you have that clarity, we talked, you talked about clarity earlier. When you have that clarity, uh, I think that helps me focus, right? And have, to have that consistency that you were talking about. So, all right. So let's wrap up. We're a little bit over time here. I want to ask you one more question and you can tell folks how to, or the best way to get in touch with you, but let's say, let's go, we go back to your very, your very first deal. Right. And we didn't even get into your portfolio or anything like that. Cause I, and I think the conversation was amazing. <laughs> uh, we may have to do a part two of this, but you go back to your very first deal. If you can if you think back that far, um, what would, be your advice to that inspiring investor, Matt, right? You just had this uh, epiphany at work or whatnot. And you're like, you know, I'm going to go invest in real estate. What, what would you tell that Matt from years ago? Um, why didn't you think of this idea sooner? Uh, <laughs> I had the same conversation with myself. <laughs> yeah. But mostly, ultimately, I think uh, life is all about finding your physical, spiritual, emotional boundaries, intellectual boundaries. And that, that's where I'm at, right? M my yeah. biggest thing in life is I want to find my physical, emotional, and mental boundaries and then try to jump off, right? And at the very least, I heard this said the other day. So my first uh, house I bought, I had to put down like a $35,000 down payment. 
And ultimately, if I would have lost all of that money, then that would have still been cheaper than an MBA. And I guarantee I would have learned more lessons. So if if you're out there wondering if you should get involved or trying to overcome that hump, just view everything in life, failure and success as a learning lesson. And when I coach, I coached football right out out of college. And uh, we had a coach one time say, you know why they made a football the way it did? It is because when you drop it, you never know where it's going to go. And that's how this game and that's how your life is going to be. There's going to be emotional ups and emotional downs. I can't control the refs. I can't control the crowd. I can only control my effort, my attitude. And that's how I would view it, right? Just get involved and then stay consistent. And over the long run, it will pay out. I just can't tell you how long you got to, you got to continue to stay consistent. So hopefully that's, that inspires people to get moving. Um, Your financial future can be taken from you. Uh, by someone else. So might as well take it in your own hands and, and be risky with yourself. Bet on yourself. That's it. And um, you mentioned um, football and just having the, the, the attitude and, you know, the only thing you really can, can kind of control is, is how you outlook, how you look at things. And, you know, we talked about Peyton Manning earlier. Heinz Ward is one of, another one of those guys who, I I watched him just to see if he would never, fr- see if he would ever frown. Because the dude always had a smile on his face. It didn't matter if he got, you know, there's pass interference that didn't get called or if he got his, his head knocked off, so to speak. He would get up. He would be in the huddle. He always had a freaking smile on his face. And you can just tell he was loving life. And it didn't, it didn't matter whatever was going on around him. Uh, I found some inspiration in that guy as well. So that's very, very cool. All right, Matt. Let's wrap up. I know uh, we're over time here, but uh, what's the best place for people to get in uh, touch with you and get connected with you and everything that you've got going on? Yeah, so there's two different places. First of all, you can find me on LinkedIn, Matt Four, in my LinkedIn profile is Nashville. So Matt Four Nashville, big technology firm. You'll see me on there. Uh, The second place is I have launched a podcast as well called Ice Cream with Investors. And ultimately, I did it to have interesting conversations with interesting people that hopefully add value to people that are listening. I know Jay is going to be on soon, so you'll have to check that out. (laughs) It means the absolute world to folks like Jay and myself if you just go subscribe to that and tune in. And I ultimately love talking real estate, love talking finances, love talking anything around uh, investing and things like that. So if I can add value to you, it is my absolute favorite thing in the world to jump on and talk about that kind of stuff just be prepared that I might nerd out and go down the rabbit hole with you. Uh, so just be prepared for that. So ice cream with investors would love for you to tune in and subscribe. That's awesome. It's funny because here, here's an iron man, uh, athlete who just wants to sit down and have some ice cream. That's, uh, yeah. isn't that an oxymoron or is that yeah. the reward? That's how you reward yourself. Is that right? Well, so I'm, I'm an inner fat kid. So I work out so I can eat. Uh, the reason why we called it ice cream with investors is because I look, I feel like the world is very pessimistic these days and you can choose to be pessimistic or you can choose to be optimistic. And ultimately who's upset when they're talking about thinking about or eating ice cream. And it is my, my life goal to join up, join the W2 capitalist mastermind or conference in the future. And somebody be like, you're Matt Four with ice cream and investors. (laughs) Can I buy you some ice cream? And yes, yes. All right, Matt. So w- when that happens, what flavor of ice cream are we buying you? What's your favorite? Look, I, I don't discriminate. You don't discriminate. <laughs> <laughs> but I will give a shout out to my father, who is also an ice cream lover. He told me one time when I was a very young kid, he said, you always want to get mint chocolate chip because no one likes mint chocolate chip and they'll never ask you to eat a bite of your ice cream. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, wise words, wise words. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm with your dad. I would never ask to get a bite of mint chocolate. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Matt, certain, uh, I mean, just amazing uh, conversation. The pleasure was all mine. Appreciate you hanging out with us for a little bit. I will talk to you soon. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Hey, I enjoyed it. Sorry we went over late. I, I try to stick to these time frames, but we were, um, it, it was such good, good stuff. Uh, it's super, super impressed with everything you got going on. So, um, yeah. really, really good, man. I'm looking forward to connecting with you on, on your show for, for sure. And I, again, I want to apologize. It's not normally my nature to be this, um, unorganized it's probably <laughs> as I have been in the last five days. So, All good. Um, how can I add value to, 
value to you before then? You know, I, it's very rare that I get asked that question and I don't have an answer to it. So I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm going to, um, I'll think about that. I'll let you know for sure. I'm cool. curious, man. I, I love your, your setup with, I've never seen the, like the virtual background just like completely distorted kind of thing. Um, so how, do you, I'm in, how are you doing that? There's a, there's a filter on zoom and I can't get it on my work zoom. So I don't know if there's, like a special zoom I have, but you can see I'm a big reader. So I got a bunch well, of books. I, I thought that I, bike. I thought that was like a stack of books and I was like, yeah. man, that yeah. dude, if that's like, this is, this is pretty much it for me right there. Yeah. And I, then, uh, I'm all, I'm di- all the way. I'm dyslexic. So those are little trophies for me. I, I find <laughs> it. Uh, I like it. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, that was one of my things. Like my mom, told me when I was a kid and it took me until I was probably 23 or 24 to realize she was like, you can either let that hold you back or you can accelerate. And, uh, yeah, I try to make it a point to, uh, get just five pages a day. Right. And you'd be surprised five pages a day over the course of a couple of years. That's it. That's, uh, in, in the mastermind, we've got a, a book club and our, our goal is uh, 10 pages a day. Yeah. Five days a week. Yep. That's, it and doesn't then, take a whole lot. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's basically a book a month. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh just about for sure. Matt, I'm going to let you get going. Otherwise I feel like you and I are going to sit here and chat all day long. So uh, let's, let's depart now, but I'll talk to you again in June and I'll think about how to answer your question. Um, and I'm going to throw it back at you once we talk uh, or bef- between now and then, how, how can I help you out? Right. Sounds good. Um, Cause we, we kind of started off that way talking about it a little bit. Um, so let me know, let me know how I can help you. Cool. Appreciate right. it. See you, man. Bye. All right, guys, just a couple of quick links for you. Just to recap, if you want to talk with Mark Willis at Lake Growth Financial about becoming your own banker, uh, also referred to as the infinite banking concept, go to w2capitalist.com forward slash bank. That's w2capitalist.com forward slash B-A-N-K and schedule a free 15-minute consultation with Mr. Mark Willis, my CFP. Happy and honored to call him my CFP, and I think you'll understand once you sit down and talk with him over the phone or virtually through Zoom, whatever you guys are, decide what's best for you. The second link I want to give you is this book launch, man. I'm telling you, I'm super excited about it. I'm also super nervous and anxious and ready to get the thing out there. But I want to be, a, I want it to be a huge success. And I can't do that without your help. So if you're, if you're interested in the very small things, we're going to try to launch late September, maybe sometime in September. Let me just leave it at that. And wow, it's going to be here before we know it. Then if you want to be part of that book launch team, let's go go to w2capitalist.com forward slash join my team, w2capitalist.com forward slash join my team. It's all one word and uh, fill out the form there. And I will be sending you emails, maybe on the monthly, maybe on the weekly, it just kind of depends on where we are on the book writing process. So super, super excited about that and super excited to, to know that you're uh, potentially going to join. So guys, with that being said, get out there, earn, invest repeat